You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. She went from next level basic to next level mama of two, wifey, top charting host of the Straight Up Stassi podcast, and New York Times bestselling author who's already selling out of her new Mommy Dearest tour. Please welcome Stassi Schroeder. Thank you. What an intro that was. That made me feel so good about myself. Thank or, sh- you. or should it be Stassi Schroeder Clark? Oh, so Are we doing the Clark? I technically, my, my passport, now? everything, I am... Clark, yeah, we are KKW now. Um, yep, that's what it is. But I mean, I feel like I don't go by that. Maybe I should. Maybe I should like switch over professionally. To to use both names Stassi or just Schroeder drop Clark. Schroeder? Oh, you're gonna do all three. I feel like it would be three. I can't drop Schroeder. Yeah, it's just Stassi it's a Clark part of would me. Would be such a big change too. Yeah, I just like don't know if I could deal with like the death of Schroeder. <laughs> well, you know? I wouldn't say we're gonna kill Schroeder. We're just. We're, we're going to like, like, you know how you hide your photos on Instagram? We're mm, just going to hide it. Mm, we're going to X out the, yeah. <laughs> the, the yearbook photo. I love it. Congrats on baby number two. Thank you. Are you ready? Do you feel like you're ready for two? You know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't get that, I, but I'm, I'm, I will find out. Well, yeah, your family's growing. You have the pups, you have the hubby, you got like the whole family down. Is I the know. minivan coming next? I mean, Bo wants a minivan so badly. And him. like, ev- no, every day that he asks me, I get like closer and closer to being like, fuck it. Let's do no. this. Let's just lean in. Let's oh just God. lean in. <laughs> I literally will not even ride. This is so terrible of me. And I sound like such a twat. But like, if I get an Uber that's a van, I'll cancel and reorder. Why? I love I the seats. I just, I I hate the, the door. Like when it goes, and it's like the slowest <laughs> transaction. And then I'm like, people are going to see me get in. I can't like run into it because you have to wait for the door to open so slowly. And then I never know if it's a slidey, closey one or an electric one. And then they get mad at you if you don't close it right. And I just, I don't fuck with Ubers. I mean, I don't fuck with vans. Zach, that is really funny. Like, you know, when somebody says, like, asks you, like, what's something weird that people don't know about you? That's so specific and strange that, like, you're out there canceling Uber drivers. Because of their vans. Yeah. And the worst part is my mom lives in Alhambra, which just is like van central. So every time I Uber to and from her house, it always ends up being a van. I'm like, I will wait 20 extra minutes. How do you get anywhere? I wait. I cancel. I refresh. Uber hates. I pay so many cancellation fees because I just I'm like, I can't do it. Oh, my God. All right. Well, um, if I decide to lean into van life. Um, I will block you from viewing my Instagram. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I was in Nashville last year and I remember explaining to the group that I was with, I was like, I don't ride in Uber vans. And so one of them called us an Uber and it was this like neon green van. And I was like, you guys have got to be shitting me. They thought it was the funniest thing. (laughs) And I was like, I'm ordering Ubers from now on. They're like, you're drunk. (laughs) Oh, I miss being drunk. Good times. Oh, that's right. Because you're pregnant. Yeah. That's the thing. have to give up wine. That's the thing. (laughs) Are you ready for the tour? You can't drink on the tour. No. So, like, that's so funny because... 
before we decided to try and get pregnant, I was like, well, but we're planning a tour. Yeah. I'm like, I can't go on tour and not drink Aperol spritzes <laughs> and rosé. Like the last time we toured, like that's all you do, yeah. you know, like it calms the nerves. We drink on stage ahead of time. But afterwards, we stay up like dissecting the show until two in the morning, like having fun drinking in our hotel room. So I'm like, I, I can't just like go on tour if I get pregnant, like and be sober. And then I'm like, what am I talking about? Like I'm putting off a, having a baby because I want to be able to drink Aperol spritzes on tour. Like that's insane. Yeah. And so I'm really leaning in this time to like sobriety tour life. I, I'm like mm -hmm. excited to see what I'm going to be like. I already feel more focused. Yeah. I truly do. Like writing this show and and planning everything, I feel way more focused and like energized and and now to go on stage and not have um alcohol to rely on to calm me down. Yeah. I feel like it's just like I have to just rely on my inner powers to calm myself. Meditation. Down. <laughs> Breathing practices. You're gonna have your your AirPods with your meditation music on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could not imagine doing tour sober. I mean, it's going to be fun. You're going to have a blast. No, it totally is. And the fact that I get to do this with Bo and my best friend, Taylor Stryker, comes with us that and opens for us and is a part of the, the show. Like, it's a really fucking good time. Like, I understand why, like, the Partridge family, like, you know, like, that was the thing. Were they, like, a real family? Or was that just the show? Are they, they a real family? We need to Google that. No, they're not. They're not? They're not. It's a fake it's show. The Jackson Five. Okay. I understand why a family wants to tour together because it's like it's fun. <laughs> I don't know if I could tour with my family. Well, I guess I yeah. It depends on the family. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and you're the you're running the, the ship. Yeah, you're yeah, driving I'm the, boss. the bus. As long as like, you're the boss of yes, it, yeah, I would be okay in that sense. <laughs> but no, we just took our first family vacation, like all of us, um, like all the kids and both of our moms in January for my sister's 18th birthday, and it was the I mean, it was actually a lot of fun because we went to Mexico and everybody at that point was 18, so we like enjoyed oh, it and celebrated. That sounds like a lot of fun. But so actually, traveling with my family wasn't that bad. So maybe. We you should think it. of touring <laughs> that's pushing it so what would you say makes this tour different from the last tour um in terms of like the content or yeah. in terms of how i'm viewing it oh well i think that with it when you're going on stage as yourself you know i'm not like putting on a play for yeah. people i think that it's the content it's what you talk about it's it's that's like what, what's so different about it. So is it going to be more family life? Or are you going to talk like hot topics? Both. All of it. Yeah. Like it's it's all it's kind of like updating people on what's been going on for three years. Because when I did the tour last time, Vanderpump Rules was airing. People knew what was going on in yeah. my life. I talked a lot about getting engaged, planning a wedding, things like that. That part of my life is is done. So it's kind of like, you know, joking about everything that's happened in the last three years while also talking about pop culture because we have a pop culture hour segment and yeah and a segment poured out that i have on my podcast where i get to like answer questions from the audience about like their own problems so it's a little bit of everything so there's something for everyone it's not like super mom yeah. focused well i mean i'm excited it's been selling so fast i didn't get to get my la tickets because it sold out like I'll that put you i was on like the list. boom 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 all the dates look sold out so congrats Thank i'm you. very excited because i was sad that the last tour got cut short but now it's like do you <laughs> feel vindicated that you kind of you launched the second book you are going back on tour and now it's like the audience grew with you and they are continuing to ride with you. Well, I, it's not that I feel vindicated. I feel just like 
oh, fuck, thank God, (laughs) you know, because there were so many moments over the last few years where I was just like, I'm not the same person anymore. And, and when you're on a reality show for so long, you get used to like, what makes you matter to people is the drama, Yeah, you know, the drama with your friends, with your significant other, talking about other people and talking about your friends. And so because that's not really my life so much anymore, there were so many moments where I'm like, am I still interesting to people? Yeah. Are people going to care? Do people Are people still going to show up? Yeah. So I just feel like, fuck, thank you. Thank you for still caring right now. Like, thank you. Like, yeah. that's I just feel really grateful. Do you feel like there's less drama in your life now that you're not on the show? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Was there pressure <laughs> to like always kind of look for the drama? Whereas, of course. Like, I feel like when you're on a show and when you're off a show, like when you're on it, you look for the drama. But when you're off the show, you like try to you avoid try drama at, at all costs. Cost. Avo- that is so accurate. Uh, you can't be on a reality show and 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 not live for the drama yeah. because that's that is quite literally what your job is. Yeah. It is to go into work every day and talk shit or confront someone or stir the pot. Nobody wants to watch everyone sitting around eating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't it that it doesn't entertain people. Yeah. So yeah, now that I'm out of it, no, I don't really have that much drama in my life. And it's so interesting when I'm around my friends that are still on it, I get to like I get to hear, they get to unload on me and I get to hear all about it, but it's nothing that like has anything to do with me. Do you feel like, you know, uh, your relationship with Bo was able to kind of stay a lot more stable because you didn't have the cameras on? Because I feel like it puts pressure on relationships. It totally does. I wonder about that all the time because, you know, when you go through something like being fired, you like have to look at the bright side of things so that you can like mentally survive it. And there were a lot of times where I'm like, Bo, who knows if we would have stayed on Vanderpump Rules together, like it would have, there would have been a moment and there would have come a time where it was our turn for everyone to just like dig into what's wrong with us as a couple, because that's, that's just what happens. Like if you've been like riding high on a wave on on for a few seasons and yeah. like no shit has come to you eventually yeah. people are going to be like okay let's look at them yeah and who knows i what heard a happened. rumor and i saw a dm yeah. and it becomes that whole thing totally which i think has just kind of become fatiguing with reality tv in general is it's you know people have stopped living their lives more organically i mean then you have like great scandals that break and then like that keeps yeah. shows alive but like you know i feel like as an audience, we're also just like more interested in people's lives in a different way. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's like made people so interested in you and continuing to follow your journey through like momhood is it's like now there is a different way. Whereas a lot of reality stars are even now getting into vlogging and sharing their lives in different ways that, that they have a little more control over, but that feels a little more intimate. Totally. And I think more realistic. Yeah. More based in reality, because I think when you're on a show, especially like for Housewives, I think yeah. Vanderpump Rules, it's pretty real. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like for Housewives, it's like they cast these women who aren't a real group of friends and like it's their job to go in and be like, let's just come up with shit. Let's yeah. let's dig and find anything that might not be anything. And that I feel like that's getting fatiguing. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, yeah. all right, you know. How do you think you would have proceeded with the show if you would if you didn't get fired? Who the fuck knows, honestly? Yeah. I like I really don't know. I don't know how I would have handled being pregnant and having yeah. kids. I I don't know. I 
Like, would I've been doing the same shit? Like, I don't, I don't know. And yes, I feel, I feel so protective of my daughter. And like, would I have put her on? Yeah, I I would have, because I wouldn't know any different, any different. I was so used to this being my life. It's, it's wild. Like once you're out of it for so long, how you see things in such a a different Different. light, just through different lens of like, wow, like I was living my life like my opinion, my thoughts, my problems were the only thing that mattered. And I thought everyone fucking cared about it because that's what your producers (laughs) make you think, you know. And to some level, you do believe it because that's what's dependent on the ratings and picking up for another season. And that's all anyone asks you about when you do interviews and things like that. They're like, okay, so what's your opinion on this person, on this person? It's it's like mind trippy. So do you think motherhood would have changed your character on reality TV? I sure hope so. I mean, like, otherwise, like, I'm a monster at my core, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're a monster. No, I don't think I am. I'm saying if motherhood doesn't change you, then you are a monster at your core. (laughs) What do you hope Hartford learns from your experience of being on TV, being fired publicly, and then kind of having this redemption arc? God, I hope that, I mean, there's a lot that I hope she learns from me and from that. But I think that not everything is, is permanent. And so, and that goes for the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. like the good can go away in a second. And so to like really be grateful and mindful of what you have, but also the bad goes away too. Like you, when the bad happens, it doesn't last forever. And so to like, that really helps to think about when you're going through something painful that like this is temporary. So I hope she just learns that like everything's temporary and thus will become uh, an adult that copes very well without whatever comes her way. Yeah. I always like to say it's like being in the fog when you're in it, it's thick and you can't see. But if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, you'll trust that you're either going to move out of the fog or the fog is going to clear. Totally. But at some point it's going to be gone and you're going to have a clear path in front of you. It's not going to be forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because sometimes when you're caught up in those moments, it does feel debilitating and yeah. it does feel like there is no way out. But it's just about putting one foot in front of the other. Totally. Have you and Bo started thinking about baby names? Yeah, mom, not telling you. I'm not <laughs> telling anyone. I think I, I've already told a few people and I'm like, I think I need to stop. Yeah. Because I've gotten already some opinions or I can see it in their face that they're just like, well, I guess he will be the only one who's named that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, so you don't like it. You don't like it. So, no, I'm going to keep it to myself from here on out. <laughs> How is the announcement this time better? I mean, obviously, this time you had more control over the announcement than with yeah. your first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Did you have any resistance with, like, even announcing it? No, I was so excited. Yeah. I really was. That was a bummer last time. And so it was really important to me this time to, like, keep this as quiet as possible so that I could just, like, announce it on my own time and um no i was really excited to do that and everybody was so excited and it's great promotion for the tour well honestly like it's great baby's great for business i like didn't really realize that like no yeah okay (laughs) no yeah and and not to compare but like i just got a dog for the first time i've never had a pet but i'm like i want a baby that i'm gonna thank you he's home right now and i'm like having separation anxiety um but (laughs) it's my first like living thing with me in my apartment i've been Mm -hmm. alone for like you know 20 1200 years um (laughs) but um but it the second that he came in i was like okay we're gonna work him into the content and we're gonna get Mm -hmm. brand deals and he's already booked modeling gigs and he's 
six weeks old, but we're he's he's doing it. Maybe I should we're just keep popping out kids for, for business. It's great for business. <laughs> Listen, cute little adorable things are great for business. <laughs> How has your relationship with your mom changed or evolved since becoming a mother yourself? Do you look back sometimes and like? Yes. Oh my God, I do. I look back and I just wish that I was more patient with her. I had to make an an active concerted effort to be more patient with my mom. And I think that Hartford is karma mm. because my mom just loves to smother me and, and love on me and cuddle me. And I'm like, kind of not like that. Yeah. I'm, but I'm like that with Hartford and Hartford is kind of giving me a taste of my own medicine, the way that I was always with my mom. Mm. And it's like, wow. Like I just understand my mother a whole lot better now i understand her motivations for just like everything that she does now that i'm in her position and do you have a closer relationship with her now oh yeah totally because yeah. i feel like uh you have to yeah you have to and then like again you just realize that like everything is so temporary and anything could happen yeah. and i'm so lucky to have a mom be such a big part of my life and so close to be a part of hartford's life yeah I loved your, what was it, the 32 lessons that you wrote out in the book. That chapter literally made me cry. Really? It did. I was like, it just, it hit me in a way that I didn't expect it to, but it was, it was just so sweet and you could just feel the love that you have for her in the lessons that you wrote out, even when they were fun or cheeky, they were still just like the love came through. Thank you. Well, in the newest edition, the paperback, I wrote an extra chapter and it's an additional set of lessons. Great. So, so you're I'll just going to make me that, cry even more. I will bring that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that like basic mommyhood is like kind of the next arc in the next book, the next no, direction? I think that being a mom is the biggest part of my life, but it's, it's not what like defines me um i'm not i don't think that that's my story to tell mm. i i i'm a mom just like so many other women and we've been doing this since the beginning of time nothing i'm doing is that is special compared to anybody else so i don't feel like i'm an authority on on motherhood and like i it because everyone like half of the females decide to be how many what's the percentage of, of women who've decided to become a mom whatever that percentage a is a lot like they're all doing it so what makes me an authority on yeah. on that i just don't feel like that's something i have a right to lean into yet and i don't know if anybody ever is an authority because even experts like you'll have yeah. two experts that have two completely different parenting styles yeah and it's just going to work differently for every yeah no this is um i'm leaning into it for the sake of the tour yeah because like this can't be ignored yeah <laughs> Um, but there's more to me than just being a mom. So are you gonna bring Hartford like to all the tour stops with you? No, I think that's impossible. Yeah. That's like a different flight every day. And yeah. there is nothing more painful than flying with your kid. Yeah. So I can't do that to myself. <laughs> My mom will be watching her. And everybody that's traveling with you. Yeah. They would they would love it. Not ideal. Baby on board. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I think the tour is going to be great. And I think, you know, people are excited to see this because we I mean, aside from the podcast, we really haven't. Oh, and the book. But this is like your first like experience back because even. Yeah, because we were still kind of in lockdown when the book came out, like things were still a little trepidatious and big events weren't like nobody was doing tours. Yeah, it's just another avenue. Um, 
I'm really excited. No, I feel like people haven't like heard from me in a while, except for my podcast and yeah, the book. So it's fun to like be able to see people IRL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there what's is there another book in the works or like what's the next there chapter? Is. Oh, there is. Um, but like I'll save that for my own podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, this is why it's hard when you have mommies on because they're pregnant and they're sober and you can't liquor them up to spill some tea. <laughs> um okay so no baby name no book concept (laughs) no (laughs) sorry um okay what are your thoughts on scandal oh my gosh i mean i keep joking that like scandal has taken over so much that like my baby is literally going to come out talking about scandal yeah it's like it takes up so much of my like brain space um I mean, you got to ask me a specific question about that one. I mean, I mean, when someone says, "What are your thoughts on Scandal?" What yeah, do you so say? Many There's thoughts. too many. There are too many. I'm like, it's always ever ending. What What's your take on the fact that like they really don't? Both Tom and Raquel really don't seem to have much remorse. They're kind of just leaning into this. And I mean, it's it's kind of terrifying. And honestly, you know, I talked about a little bit about this on my own podcast. It's it's a little triggering. I know we overuse the word triggering yeah. nowadays. I it kind of drives me nuts, but I can't think of the a better word to describe than triggering for right now because I only had like a like when that happened to me with like Kristen and Jax, that was nothing compared yeah. to what's happening to Ariana. That's nothing compared yeah. to what's happening to her. And I know what it did to me and it made me not trust people. It made yeah. me crazy it made me not a good girlfriend not a good partner it made me dark passenger because yeah. i didn't trust that you know after the party people who want if my significant other wanted yeah. to hang out with my friends that that was a safe space and like that's not a healthy way to think yeah and now to to be in a place where I've been out of Vanderpump Rules for so long and to think like nothing like that happens anymore. Like we've all grown out of that. That was like, cause we were young and immature yeah. and didn't know any better. Like we're all better now. And to realize that not all of us are, and that some of us are capable of making even more painful and horrible, more horrible decisions. Yeah. It's like, I'm like questioning everything. And so, it's like, I don't want to get back to that place where yeah. I used to not trust people. I'd rather, I want, I'd like to stay in my lane of trusting people. Yeah. You know? What do you think helped you get back on that positive path of trusting people and help you work through those barriers with Bo? Bo, I mean, we went to uh, couples therapy like early on in our relationship. I'd say like a year after we started dating because I was dark passengering. And talking through that with someone and being like, oh my gosh, this isn't, I'm not just like doing this because this is who I am. Like I'm doing this because I was hurt and now I don't trust. And to just have a partner like Bo, who was so willing to go to therapy all the time and talk that through and us get to the point where like, he is literally not given me any reason to think that he is capable of doing something like that or would that like, it just take took time of like working with him. Yeah. You know, and then COVID happened and like, like he's never going to go and cheat that. will never do that to me. But like, I, I don't know. It's like time heals everything. Okay. Time where there specific things you guys had to do in your relationship that kind of helped you 
break down some of those walls? Um, there was a point where one of the tools, I guess you could say, what we would do, and this was pre-COVID, um, where you know, Bo always likes to stay out later. Yeah. Well, he did before we had a baby. And I've always been someone that like when the party's done, I'm like, I'm ready to like go home, get Same. in bed, cuddle, like wash my face, get clean, maybe put on a show and fall asleep. Like, and uh, Bo's not like that. And yeah. so I had to just he, like, he would ask me, we like came up with this. Like he would ask me, is it okay tonight? We're going out together. Like if I decide to stay out, would that be okay with you? And I would be like, yes, yes, it is. That means that I, and I had to look at the bright side of things. Like that means that like I get to be home alone tonight for a while and like do my own self-care thing, night, yeah. self-care, that whole sort of thing. And we just like practiced communicating every part of the way, like every part of the night, yeah. you know, to the point where it became routine to be in like constant communication because we respected each other to communicate what was going on. And like, that was something that we did that really helped. Um, But it's been so long since I've like had those insecurities and had those worries that it's like hard to even remember all this stuff that we did to get there. Yeah. I mean, work. Yeah, no, it does. It takes takes a lot of work. It takes work. And I think conscious effort on both sides. Yeah, 100%. That's why I'm single. <laughs> I want you to do all the effort and just listen to me. That's why I'm single. Um, so who would you say is your current like style icon? Because you're so into fashion. You have OOTD. Oh my gosh. Um, I think Morgan Stewart. Oh my god, I love Morgan Stewart. She has put her back on E News. I, I don't know what the fuck E was thinking. Like I what, don't know what they're doing. You know, sometimes you just look at networks and you're like, you guys are fucking morons. Am I right? It's like you guys are making poor decisions. Morgan Stewart is a star. Yeah. Like she should have been like the one that's treasured over there. I'm surprised she hasn't started a podcast. Um, I think she's cooler than that. <laughs> She's cooler than us. She's cooler than us. I think she's and like, she actually is. Like, if you look at her Instagram, like, yes, I um, can't compete with that. Um, I think, but I think that she has amazing style. I just really like how everything is, it's effortless and casual. She could wear something like this, but she does something to just elevate every single look. And I think she just nails it every time. She really does. I didn't expect that. I was expecting Meghan Markle. Listen, I love Meghan Markle, but would I switch wardrobes with her? No, I'd switch it with Morgan Stewart. Yeah. You know, Meghan, Mar- Meghan Markle has great style, but like for a royal. I liked her like royal yes. vibe. But like Morgan Stewart is just like the everyday cool, chic woman. Yeah. Did you read Prince Harry's book? I did. You read all about his todger? I skimped a lot of the war stuff the like yeah the whole part two i was, was just like much. this is so long and like i don't care about this yeah. stuff and like the buttons that like in order to fly this like i don't yeah. i doesn't interest me but i loved everything else yeah tell me more <laughs> about the frozen todger <laughs> i i think do you, what do you think of the heat that they've kind of gotten in, in recent years um Oh, you really want to get me started on this? Yeah, I need your Meghan Markle rant. Um, I can't believe that I'm in the minority of <laughs> of this, like of being so team Harry and Meghan. I think that, like, I, I don't understand why people look at them and just think complainers, whiners. They want privacy. They never asked for complete privacy. They yeah. never said that ever. Actually, they've just been trying to like 
tell their side of a story when so much has been written about them and so much of that has been lies. And Harry has grown up in this situation where his own family has never protected him and like he's confused like he's trying to figure it out he like he hasn't like when i read about like how his father is like cut him off he doesn't get like either like there was money that he was supposed to get that he didn't just all of these things and then he's denied security and all that how he wasn't allowed to go and live a normal life to get a normal job to support himself. So for us to say like, oh, he's entitled, he should just go get a normal job. He doesn't have the tools to do that. Yeah. Like the tools that he has right now is to get a fucking book deal and a show to tell their side of the story. Like they're going to use what they can to make money to support their family and live. Yeah. Like they never said they wanted privacy. They just want to tell their side of the story. They haven't been able to do that. So let's have some fucking compassion. Fuck. I mean, there we go. God. TikTok rant. <laughs> Check. Are you embracing TikTok more? I love TikTok. No, you don't understand, Zach. I fucking love TikTok. I'm so obsessed with it. And it's coming in between me and my relationship. Like every night, Bo and I used to like watch a show together and all that. And like, we'll put Harper down. Then we'll like have some dinner. And he's like, do you want to watch so-and-so? Or do you want to watch this? And I'm like, no, I think I'm just going to like go downstairs and like go to sleep early. That means I'm just going to like lay in bed and like look at TikTok and like realize it's like midnight and I'm still awake. It I've become so obsessed with it. What is your TikTok algorithm? Oh, my gosh. OK, so it's uh, a lot of it is travel spots like hidden gems in mm. Italy, uh, historic homes um, like castles in Scotland, like palaces. I like that whole sort of thing. I'm I have a lot of conspiracy theories, mm. a lot of fashion stuff, but it's like. Not like high fashion and it's not even really like Gen Z stuff because like I can't like I wouldn't look good in that stuff. It's like a very specific like um, minimal style, like French girl style that like pops up. I love cottage core. I love baby stuff. My my algorithm's a little it's it's well rounded. Mine is literally all just tarot card readings telling me that there's somebody in my past that's going to come back and he's finally going to choose me. And I'm like, you know what? He hasn't fucking called. I'm waiting. Wait, that's so funny. It's the ones where like, they're like, if you're seeing this right it's, now. It's a message. It's, it's a, a message. sign from the that's, universe. I can't believe you fall for that. I don't fall for you it. Do. I do. Well, yeah, clearly I do. Well, because I watch it and then I'm like, well, what are they going to say? And it's always the same bullshit. It's always the same bullshit. I've fallen for that a few times. So like, I'm, I didn't mean to judge you so quickly. Um, I judge myself plenty. I, you know, I get it. I've fallen for it a few times when they're like, if you're seeing this right now, it's because it's like a fucking new moon or solar eclipse or something. you have to watch to the end. Yeah. And then you have to, oh yeah, you got to watch the video to that <laughs> always. But like, you should be doing a meditation in your bath while you light something on fire for like, literally like anything good to happen to you for the next five years. Like that. Yeah. I have like, And then I've, there I am lighting my jade egg, I've jade egg on fire. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Gwyneth Paltrow of it all. She's an icon. Agreed. The queen. She won her trial as she should. Yes, in style. In style. Yeah. Are there any style trends you're loving right now since you are such a fashionista? Or any that you hate? Like, I hate the bell-bottom jeans coming back. I hate the mullet. Is the mullet really back, though? It's trying to. He fucked fuck It's those trying people. really hard. Like, I literally, people. no, my brother's like rocking. I'm like, don't do that to me. <laughs> Stop. Like, I have to put you on Instagram and people don't want to see that. You're correct. Yeah. 
Um, I'm really into the whole like um, florals thing happening mm. where it's like I just ordered a bunch of like rose necklaces. I just ordered like two pairs of shoes that have like giant roses on them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lean so far into this, like very into the whole floral thing. Mm. So you're not into like the pretty little thing, fast fashion, like. Um, no, that's like the pretty little thing. That's like the Kim Kardashian yeah. like vibe. That's yeah. like never really been my vibe. Yeah. Like I don't really look. You always them. are more like a little French minimalist, like chic. Thank vibe. you. Thank you. With that's what I'm going slides. for. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So I did have some listener questions that the Zach Pack sent in for you, Stassi. Are you ready? Yes. I like that. The Zach Pack. The Zach Pack. Um, ask forever. That's the handle. Ask forever on YouTube wants to know. My question for Stassi is now that you have already had a baby, seeing how quickly your body snapped back, are you going to cut back? Are you going to cut a break, cut yourself a break this time and not compare yourself to anyone else? P.S. I read both of your books or actually you read them to me on audio. I loved them and I love you. Be kind to yourself. Love you. You were a beautiful pregnant then and you still will be this time around. That is such a really sweet message. What's the ad handle again? Ask forever. Ask forever. That is so nice. Thank you. Um, I it it. I don't want people to think that I snap back too quick, like quickly because I, I didn't and I had to like really work hard at it. Like I looked at a lot of other pregnant women who were pregnant at the same time, like even Lala. Yeah. You know what I mean? She snapped back like that. It was like literally overnight. <laughs> she had her baby and then like all of a sudden the hottest I've ever seen her. Um, that was not my journey. Like I had yeah. to really like try a bunch of different diets, work out really hard. Like it was it wasn't until like a full year until I was like, oh, I'm the size that I was before. I fit in all my clothes again. So it took me a year. Um, and no, I'm still hard on myself. I still, I, I thought that this time around I wouldn't be. I got rid of my scale so I don't weigh myself. And when mm. I go to the doctor, I don't let them tell me what I weigh because I'm trying to not think about it. Yeah. But I'm still hard on myself. It's it's just so hard when you constantly see on Instagram and on on like all of these these sites like page six daily mail all this stuff people love to report on pregnant women and what they look like yeah. and people love to comment on pregnant women's bodies and i thought that i wouldn't care the second time around but like i still do i'm yeah. still a human being and i'm still hard on myself i'm trying though listen <laughs> that's all we can do is just try one step at yeah, a time yeah that was a really nice message from that yeah. person ask forever thank you ask forever just affirm me forever send me nice comments like that <laughs> um Brittany on Facebook wants to know if you have any advice for Jackson Brittany on their new podcast since you've been an OG. Um uh I think just to when you feel like you've you've run out of things to say, it, that's kind of when you should quit. <laughs> you just said, "Oh my god." I feel like that's when you <laughs> Um, listen, podcasting is really hard. I think people is. look at it and they think, oh, like anyone can have a podcast. Yeah. Anyone can just like talk, which like technically that's right. true. Like anyone can have a podcast and anyone can talk, but it is a lot of work. Like it's yeah. so much work and you have to exert so much energy and you have to fill up any dead 
space. Yeah. Like you have to constantly be thinking and listening at the same time. So my advice to Brittany and Jax, yeah, it would be like when you feel like you have run out of things to say, you have to like learn to be a good listener yeah. and like learn that skill. It's not just like, let me tell you all the things that I want to tell you about myself. It's it's really listening is is I think the most important skill you can have as a podcaster. Yes. And I just think people think it's so easy to just get on mic and kind of just like shoot the shit, which like you said, yes, is true. But like there's so many technicalities of mm -hmm. hosting and interviewing and timekeeping and like all of that that you yeah. just always like you have 12 tabs open in your brain in one podcast episode and people don't realize that like it's a skill that you develop yes you, know? you only the you only get better with time and yes yeah. it is a skill and you are so right that there are like 12 tabs open um i think that is so accurate and especially when it's your own podcast where people are listening for you yeah and also for the guests so like you're not just an interviewer yeah because it's also your own podcast yes. and people are invested in your life too so it's that that dance that like that fine line that you have to like nail where it's enough of you and enough of listening and letting the other person shine like that's really hard to do yeah did you miss it when you didn't have the podcast i mean oh you still God, had yes. the good the bad and the baby but it was but for a year i didn't yeah. so for a year i did not podcast at all and i had so much fomo watching everyone get a podcast in covid i mean everyone listen, are they still around no, they all they were done in a year <laughs> or two. True. They didn't make it. No, that's true. But like the when FOMO I see my friends, so and I'm like, so how's your podcast doing? <laughs> How long did that last? I'm still going. Thank you. Still in the top charts. Where did you land? So, but it's yeah, I imagine it was it would be I couldn't I've done this for so long that I couldn't imagine not having this forum and watching other people do it yeah. when you're not allowed to anymore is like fuck that's that's dark <laughs> yeah well now we even do live live streams um once a week where we tape the podcast live and stream it online which is fun but then i get myself into trouble because we tape it in the evenings and and then they're always like have a cocktail have a drink and then i always end up spilling stuff that i'm not supposed to be spilling and then i get in trouble oh that's the good but stuff. they love it they're like zach have of another course, cocktail have another margarita <laughs> and i'm like okay it's fun um so do you think you're going to branch out with straight up with Stassi? Do you think you're going to evolve that in some way? I don't know, because I I mean, I, I just started it back again in September. And and now I feel like I'm already evolving it to take it on, on tour. tour. And I'm just like everything in my life. I'm taking one step at a time and really trying to do it well. I feel like before COVID, I would just be like, what other job can I have? I want to do a million things at yeah. once. What more? What brand deal? What show? What what hosting gig? Like, I just more, 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 more. And like, I don't think that way now. Yeah. I kind of just want to take what I'm doing, really enjoy it and do it correctly. And like when the opportunities come, if it's right, I'll take it. If it's not, then no. Are you more intentional of like who you work with being that, you know, when the, the racketing happened, everybody yeah. dropped you? Oh, 100%. And I, I really am only like, for the most part, I try to look for opportunities where I can be in control because I really just don't want to be in that position again. Yeah. Do you think you would return to reality TV? I mean, I think I have to at some point, <laughs> you know, it's just like in my soul. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like just yet, but like, I mean, I can't see like the rest of my life happening and just like never going back on reality TV in some way. Yeah. Well, you did quit. What was it? Season three or season four? You took a little pause yeah. and then you immediately <laughs> came right back. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> did you, what was the moment that you knew you just like wanted to come or had to come? Like, did you have to call producers and be like, okay. Oh no, they came out to New York and literally sat there coaxing me to come back. No. Oh, yeah. That's the best is when they're Oh no, yeah, that you. was, that was a really good feeling. <laughs> that was a really good feeling. I had moved to New York and they flew out there and like, we spent two days together of them being like, these are all the reasons you should come back. And eventually I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But then I had left like again. Yeah. Like I didn't leave. Like, I don't think people remember the exact timeline of how it happened when I left again. And that's when like the viewers really saw it. They did not come back to me. I had to go to them. And, and I had to ask yeah. to come back. And I'm like, I made a mistake. Um, I'll come back. And that was like my groveling moment where like yeah. James made fun of me in the reunion. Like, I'm like, you're right. That, that's how it went. And we have the iconic comeback scene of you walking down the hallway holding a white bottle of wine. Yes, that was that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and everyone was so excited to have you back. Even though we technically had you in both. Yeah, I was technically seasons. in both seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love it. I love watching you. I can't wait to see you back on reality TV. Sarai wants to know what has been the biggest change for you with all of the growth and healing that you've done over these past couple years. Um, wow. Gosh, I think that I've been able to like, I've realized that there's so much happiness and joy in living a peaceful life. Mm. Like if you would have asked me a few years ago, like is peace something that's on your priority list? I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Like I know, yeah. literally no. And now like that's so important. Yeah. And I feel like that's living in peace is like really like, what it takes to just like live a happy life to wake up happy and go to sleep happy and I think that that's something that I've learned yeah over the last three years that that's something that I want to pass down to my children that like like being in a peaceful situation is like really underrated yeah because then like your hormones are all balanced yeah <laughs> I love when my hormones when I have a good, nice, warm cup of bone broth and I just feel balanced. I'm owning bone broth so hard since everyone dragged Gwyneth. Oh, my God. Wait. So are you a bone broth? Oh, my, my freezer is stocked with bone broth. OK, so when I gave birds to heart for the first time, that was like part of my my diet. I like spent like six months only eating bone broth for dinner. Like I would eat, obviously, during the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my dinner was bone broth and that was not fun. You have to like you have to like add little spite. You have to add a little cilantro, Bo some did. lemons, some jalapeno. I did, but like it's not fun. Let's not pretend. No, it's, it's not fun. Let's not pretend it's, it's fun. Not fun. I try to make it fun, but it's really not. No, it's like Uggs. Let's not pretend they're cute. Okay, yeah. they're comfortable, but let's not pretend they're cute. Bone broth, great for you. Not yeah. fun. We should not bring Uggs back. I feel like people have been trying to do that again. No, I'm like a big fan of Uggs like in private. Yeah. But like, why are we trying to make them chic? No. They weren't chic back they then. They weren't. No, it's it's no. I I still will own them and buy them. Uggs and little booty shorts that people used to wear out. The jean booty oh, yeah. shorts. Oh yeah, I was there for that. That was the vibe. <laughs> did you rock that? Um, I don't think I did, but like I saw, you know, those Paris Hilton, yeah. that whole crew. Yeah. Yeah, I've been loving her book lately. I need to read her book. It's actually good. I would recommend it. 
And I would recommend everybody go and order a copy of Off With My Head by Stassi Schroeder, now available in paperback. Thank you. Get tour tickets. The Mommy Dearest Tour is happening right now. So many sold out shows already. So everyone should go and get their tickets like today and give Stassi and the podcast some love. Go give her a nice five star review on Apple because we love five star reviews. We love validation here on No Filter. (laughs) All the validation. Thank you, Stassi. No, thank you. This was so fun. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you.